The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. The power of water worldwide and water life science. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and for many years we've been studying the power of water. And the science that we study in water life science is understanding the Earth's living water. To live with the water, without water, living without water, you're living with water. Now, what did I just say? Many, many years ago, well over 30 years ago, I began to study this because of relation to stress of the planet Earth and stress on human life, stress on everything. Without water, it causes, there is a stress if there's not enough water. And there's more to the water, as we have learned, that the water around the planet Earth is a full circle for billions of years before any life came. But there was an evaporation of water in that mist around the planet that caused it to evaporate enough to, to have a droplet a large droplet drop called rain come pounding down for billions of years, and that's where we're at today. Stop and think. Billions of years, but without water, there is no life. You are walking water. And people will say, yes, I've been told I'm mostly water. Well, more than that. When you were born in the womb of your mother in the pocket of water, each of those organs began to develop with a percentage of water. Once you arrived in the air to breathe from your mother's to birth, that water vapor that started the planet Earth keeps you alive. Don't ever forget that. Those percentages of organs in the body began to have an evaporation because you're no longer in that pocket of water holding that water in any longer. It's now living with that invisible water called water vapor to keep you alive, and your choice of lifestyle. No two fingerprints alike. No two eyes alike. You even look a little different. Everybody is different because of your evaporation of water at that moment from there on. The earth is going through that too. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. The earth is going through that cycle of water loss every moment of the day. And we thought we learned so far back with our forefathers founders about certain methods to protect the earth and to make sure it had plenty of water. The water vapor, the air has to be recycled with the water on the surface. The human life is recycled because of the water on the surface of the earth, not below 
on the surface of the earth to maintain the water vapor for you to breathe. Did you, I just say breathe? Yes, you have to breathe just like earth breathes. It's a cycling. It's recycling itself. Don't let anybody try to fake anything about what this is all about. What is climate change? It's water. My scientist team say it's water. That's what climate change is. That's what they mean. That water on the surface of the planet is vital to your health and the life of Earth to last forever. The rain still comes down, but where are we, what are we doing with it? It can't all go to the ocean. It has to be maintained in the water, in the aquifers below the Earth. And then on top of the Earth, you need enough of it to be able to recycle it with the water vapor of the air to maintain Earth to be there for hopefully eternity. So all we think about climate change means water. Now, what is happening on our planet with a new one called fake news, false news, people having opinions, writing them, and not telling the truth, they're just going in and studying real quick what they believe is ideology or belief to them. What is what? We have been, cute. We have been confused. What is global warming? What is climate change? All my scientist team sees, says, why don't they just say water? It's water. It always has been, and it will be. It must recycle itself. Always remember when you're listening to the news or you're reading something or you're hearing something or you're on the Internet, don't believe everything you read. People want to get attention, and they get attention by differences, by seeing it differently. They get excited because it's different. They're seeing something exciting. And remember, on the news, people get, they get advances in their job and pay raises if they get a lot of attention. Individuals on our planet who live behind the computer, I think they're getting a lot of attention and excitement with a group of people socially that they get to know on the Internet that join together and don't always research what they're reading or they're listening to or what's what. That's why it's so confusing with global warming, climate change, whatever. And then scientists say it's water. There's a problem. We've got to learn what to do with the technology of water. And that's what I've been studying all these years. I brought in a group of just unbelievable investors to invest in the directions we're going with water on the planet as a new technology. Yes, that's been misunderstood with me because I did something on the planet that no one has ever, ever accomplished is the water technology that we've determined. We have evidence, and we own intellectual property worldwide, approved by scientists worldwide, that water is an issue. Water needs to be understood because the water evaporation of the human body and the eyes has been way underestimated at how serious it is to cause your diseases and symptoms. Always remember that. It's the water. And so, of course, I'm going to be uh, personally, like others have been through many, many, many years, 
water companies have always been um, almost cremated, falsely accused of being inhuman or misunderstood by many because they were doing something for humanitarian good with water. And water is the subject. Without the water, you would die. Without water, the earth would die. Without water in the aquifers and on the surface of the planet, we would not be living and there would be no breath. It's like this one article that my secretary found here that in California, Diane Feinstein is wanting to get a bill through for farmers to finally get water in California. Remember, they cut off the spigot. Have you been driving through California lately, anybody? Those agricultural farm fields are like sand. The soil, the living species of the soil, turn to sand. The aquifers below are drying up because of the spigot was cut off. The former Governor Brown, before the Governor Brown Jerry at the moment, his father decided with his people, let's do something with those canals and build concrete canals, clear all of California, so they won't make bad decisions and cut off the water. Well, guess what they did? They cut off the water. Here again, false news. They decided that that was more important to influence you with false news, fake news, skyballing, trolling, whatever you want to call it, not telling the whole truth of what they were doing. Have you heard that one lately? Well, we didn't tell the whole truth. We saved some of that for later, if they would ever find it out. Well, guess what? Water is the primary focus of our planet. It's got to stay there, and that's why this radio show. Also, my secretary found in the Forbes magazine, there was an issue that they wrote about. Uh, From California to the Middle East, all of the problems of water. And it says the peak of oil is now fears to, uh, to fade, but water issues worldwide are going to be primary. So look that up with Forbes magazine. Then also look up dieting and water. Did you know that I have a friend who weighed over 350 pounds? He lost all of that weight. He's down to 180 pounds because he chose to drink lots of tons of water, and he was able to maintain, get his weight weighed down, all because of water. He swears on it, and he he said it is a fact. If it wasn't for him drinking tons and tons and tons of water, he would not have been able to lose all that weight. So always remember, when your body, your body, your water, the body expands, that the toxin behind that is expanding with heat, and that once that body begins to get that enormous amount of water, it all of a sudden, swelling comes down, the health begins to get better. Have you ever had allergies or tooth decay or bone problems and hip problems and other problems, uh, other things that are happening to your life, dry eye? It's because of lack of water. You need water. It is simple. And that's why people like myself... And then people try to intimidate us that, well, that's just water. Well, guess what, everybody out there? If it wasn't for the water, you wouldn't be alive. 
we need to study more water to find the diseases to find the, to get the cures. And that's my comment today with my commentary. Today we're going to have an exciting uh, guest, Kathleen Blizzard. And I don't understand all the credentials, but she's got a lot of them. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and as you know, this show finds these people worldwide that absolutely want to get you encouraged and influenced to watch that diet because your diet is your health along with the water you're drinking. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist. We're going to be in China any day soon. The order's ready to go. And once it's in China, the people of China are going to be so excited for being able to have Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only product like it worldwide to supplement the surface of your eye, the surface of your eye on the planet, everybody's eye, is 99% water. It's not an eye drop. It's not saline solution. It's water. And that supplement is vital, like breathing the water vapor is important to your life and to your health. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Shares Eye Mist, with just a mist of tissue culture-grade water, and we'll be back with Kathleen Blizzard. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Kathleen, are you with us? Hi. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, I want to tell the audience a little bit. Your name is Kathleen Bridget Blizzard, and I have her picture in front of me, and Kathleen, you're gorgeous, and you're doing something that is way back in time. They almost thought it was voodoo. Nutrition cannot be that important, and uh, there was a lot of malicious uh, conversation way back about how important can nutrition be to your health and to sports and more, and you chose for some reason to get in it, and you dove in it. Those credentials, tell our audience a little bit about your past and and those credentials today. Well, I was, my path kind of starts with my own health history. I think a lot of people choose things in the medical profession if they have their own health history. And I 
from the time I was a small child, I had even infancy, I had an upset stomach. So I became very interested in food and nutrition and gastrointestinal health from a really young age. And I was also an athlete, so that, you know, piqued my interest to, to add to my gastrointestinal history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had, from, from the age, a young age, I had severe dry eye. So I was prescribed glasses and contacts in about second or third grade. And I remember the first wow. time I tried to put in my contacts, I could not get them in. And it literally wow. felt like there were... Sand, you know, pieces of sand in my eyes, and I had right. dealt with that um, pretty much throughout my adulthood until about a year mm-hmm. ago when I made some major Bye. changes. So, so then I went to pursue nutrition in college. So I did a, an undergrad in dietetics, and then I did a master's degree in nutrition, and then I wanted mm-hmm. to learn more. So mm-hmm. I heavily studied uh, critical care nutrition. So I learned how to feed people through their veins uh, when their gastrointestinal Mm -hmm. tract isn't working. And then also Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to specialize in food sensitivities. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, you know, we're also very different. One diet prescription is not going to suit the entire population. So I do some yeah, so I do some blood testing to see what sort of food sensitivities an individual may have, and then I can mm-hmm. design a diet based on that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now, uh, because of your past gastronomical problems, uh, yeah, uh, when you were a young girl, uh, I hate to sound like we're in a research laboratory here, but um, did you drink a lot of water, or was water part of your diet? You know, I do remember drinking quite a bit of water as a kid. I I grew up in the in rural Iowa, and um, you know we had well water. And mm-hmm. but I look back over all of these, you know, knowing what I know now, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. But I look back now at just you know what was the quality of the water we were drinking. Um, right. know, we were really active, so I was I was I think a lot of mm-hmm. people are not active enough now in our society to drive a thirst mechanism. So I know that my thirst, right. thirst mechanism was, was there as a kid, so I probably mm-hmm. was volume-wise getting enough water, but I wonder often about the quality of the water well, that I was drinking. That is also important. In fact, many years ago, I was a guest speaker in the university, and after I got back to my office later, about a week later, somebody called me, and they said, I was in the audience today, and I need you to know, she said, you're right about the water. She said uh, the quality of the water bothered her, but nobody else in the family was their well. And they didn't know it after many tests that she was severely evaporating to dehydration that caused her health to go so bad. Once they got a better quality of water for her to drink, her health got better. And she did admit she never drank enough because she was so paranoid about water, not Nobody really understood years ago, Kathleen, how important water is and the quality and how much you're drinking. It's like nutrition uh, way back in time, Kathleen. It was almost like, oh, what are you trying to do with your food? You know, I've always said mm-hmm. I've been studying nutrition for 52 years. And, uh, I, had my, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy. So I started studying like you couldn't believe way back in my 20s, early 20s. And I found myself learning so much and asking my doctor friend for uh, the tests that I would need so that I could keep up with figuring it out. 
if I hadn't changed my diet to high protein, low carbohydrate, um, I couldn't have put the uh, narcolepsy in remission. I was almost ready to sleep on a park bench and lose my driver's license. Um, so nutrition wow. has been very important to me. In fact, when I got pregnant, I was studying nutrition for the baby I hadn't met yet. <laughs> so it became very important to me, uh, food. But back to your degrees. Tell us what those degrees are. You got an MS. Tell our audience. So, yeah, so I did my master's degree at the University of Central Oklahoma in, in, in nutrition. Okay, uh-huh. and then RDN. So that's Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. And then you got an LD. So that's, I'm licensed in Illinois and Iowa and Texas. Okay, and then you got a CNSC. So that one is the nutrition support, so certified nutrition support clinician, and it's an exam that dietitians, doctors, and pharmacists can take, and this is the specialty that I was talking about feeding people who have had a trauma, who don't have an intact gastrointestinal tract, and we feed them through their veins. Okay, and then your CLT. And then the CLT stands for Certified Leap Therapist, um, and LEAP is the protocol that I use to reintroduce foods that someone is sensitive to. Okay. Why did, is there anything else you're going for, Kathleen? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> it's kind of like you, I loved what you said because I feel that nutrition is such a, it's a world that you can, you know, the more that I know, I've been in practice 10 years and I just, I feel that I don't know anything. The more that I know, the, the more credentials I get, I realize. You're right, it's impossible it's, to know yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, you probably heard so me I'm always... Talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Well, uh, we, we, we radio talk shows have a tendency to interrupt. But because we do, there's a subject that we're trying to get in with a guest, too. So, but with, the, uh, uh, with what is going on out there for all these years, and, and Kathleen, I'm 75 years old. I'm going to live to be 150, mm-hmm. so we're fine. <laughs> but that, I love that. Uh, if, you're, if you're eating a low-carbohydrate diet, I believe that that is possible. So I love hearing what you, and you figured yeah, that out. Fact, Most people, you know, haven't figured that piece out yet. So that's one of my approaches that I use in my practice is I use a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet for pretty much everybody in my practice, um, and I'm able right. to see most people's symptoms on the spectrum of the, the disease spectrum, mm-hmm. most of them reverse and mm-hmm. then do really well. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I can remember the reason I tell the audience my age, and I'm open to that all the time, is I come from an era that uh, food, yes, the frying pan. And, you know, they were conscious of the food. They, they did, actually, they had a balancing act. They had pantries. They had fresh food in there that they would can, and they would do fresh vegetables, fresh. Uh, They didn't own freezers for a while. And then when things began to be, uh, they had garden, and that was the key, is people weren't as sick, although there were diseases, but people didn't, oh, my God. Kathleen, at my age and for you today, have you ever heard of so many diseases in in the world than we have today? You know, that is really difficult. I'll say it's something that keeps me up every night. Um, And I, if you look at the statistics, the hardest piece of the puzzle for me to 
to deal with every day as a healthcare pr- practitioner is that 80% and the 80% of the chronic diseases in the United States are preventable. And they are. we are not, are. we are not getting to the cause of anything at this point. We're still prescribing medications. And then I'll, you know, I, I'm always in, in debates with other healthcare professionals about, you know, well, I've seen pharmaceuticals do right. so many wonderful things and better li- living through well, pharmaceuticals and, but, you know, it, it ends up in the drinking water. So it affects the whole ecosystem if everybody's well, on five medications. Um, you know, I've always been fair with my research. Uh, when you're fair, you see more. You can't go in and say, well, this is my mind. To be in, to be in research and technology and water that I've been and evaporation, that's my t- two. I study the water behavior in the body, out of the body, and the water vapor, the atmosphere, and the water on the planet. Uh, uh, that's the fresh water in the surface and below. I study evaporation uh, that was caused from the moment the earth began, there was an evaporation that started it. There's evaporation of fresh water on the surface, but the body, the human body, Kathleen, is evaporating water from the moment it was born and left that pocket of water. And you were right. No two people evaporate exactly the same, Kathleen. No two eyes alike, fingerprints, even look a little different. No two people are exactly evaporating the same. So when you come time for how you breathe, you got to breathe. And that's something with your patients too. Teach them how to breathe. Once they learn how to breathe, then they drink enough tons of quality, safe water. Third one, vital, what you eat. Because if you, what you eat is wrong for you, your nutrition is wrong for you, it could clog the body up and slow down the problem that need to filter the body for evaporation of body water loss. If that backs up, Kathleen, and there's not, and it's not recycling with the water vapor, the air, the way it's supposed to, the body begins to clog up the waste toxin in the molecule. That molecule heats up. Molecule grabs onto the next one. If you're not eating correctly, you're not going to be able to recycle that like a filter system. You've got to. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, people have to learn how to do it for them, to register that for themselves because you cannot be their God. Nobody can. Mm-hmm. If they feel that their gut isn't feeling good, and you were right about the gut, the gut is the key to the trigger. If the gut doesn't feel good about it, there's something not right. If the gut swells up, so do you drink tons of water? Oh, yeah, that'll help it. But what the person is eating is the person who they are to the medical field. To be fair to all of them, they're only practicing out there what all the rest of us in technology research are inventing for them to practice with. They don't understand all that. And they're making tons of money with more products that they get onto the market to try to help. They're sincerely trying. But there's basics of common sense. Like you said, what you're eating. Don't add a pill to it. Add more different types of food. What do you think as a whole food uh, strategy of eating all whole food? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you can eat all whole food, you know, you'll have your best chance of not developing a lot of the conditions that we see now. So, and when I counsel patients, it's, 
you know, when they really start working with me in the beginning and I tell them, you know, you really want to avoid all processed, packaged, boxed foods, it's really difficult for them to even imagine a lifestyle without doing that. So, you know, that's, I guess, the biggest challenge from making changes and in my practice that I see is we're just not conditioned to do anything other than what's convenient and people don't know how to cook anymore. They really don't even know how to grocery shop. So it's just kind of those going back to the basics or, you know, I lived in Europe for a couple of years and everybody had a garden on their porch here, you know, you rarely ever see that anymore. So you can't really guarantee that even if you're buying organic food, you don't know what's Mm -hmm. next to this organic field. Um, So you can't really guarantee that you're getting less amounts of, of chemical pesticide or herbicide even on your organic mm-hmm. produce that you're buying at the, mm-hmm. the grocery store. So mm-hmm. you really do want to be eating whole real foods. Um, it is doable, but you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to, you know, live like most of your cohorts if you want to eat whole, whole real foods. So, now, what do you think about frozen food, um, vegetables, on the frozen section? Because I've got doctors on my team. They're just swear in whole food, but they're going to frozen vegetables too. Yeah, I mean, I I use frozen vegetables a lot just because you can't you can't really, you know, I'm I don't have a large family, so if I buy produce, it's gonna spoil in a couple of days. So you have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think frozen fresh is best, and then second best is frozen because you're mm-hmm. you're gonna decrease food waste and the nutrients mm-hmm. are well maintained in a frozen vegetable compared to a fresh. So I think it's appropriate and anything that can cut back on food waste is great too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have a break in just a moment, but before we get to that, we only have one during our show, so don't go anywhere. But explain to us how the research has changed everything in uh, some of these articles I'm reading from your uh, uh, stuff you have. Nutrigenomics. Uh, mm-hmm. What is happening out there uh, that you think, and then we're going to have a break in a moment, but what do you think is the most important, exciting thing that you've had happen that's getting people excited about what's changing the diet? Well, I think that we've discovered the role of insulin and the- everybody's walking around with hyperinsulinemia, elevated insulin oh. levels. And so this is what, if we can bring insulin levels down, this will drive change and, again, decrease these 80% of the chronic illnesses we see if we can just simply control insulin levels. It's an easy solution to most people's problems. Okay, we're going to take a minute with our sponsor, but don't go anywhere because we'll have some fun with some of these topics that people don't usually hear on the show. I've had on our show, have you read the China study? I have, yes. Yeah, we've had the author on that and many authors throughout the world on the show, and we've really dove into many things. But today, we're going to go into some of these descriptions that kind of might remind some of our physicians what they need to think about, too. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. The surface of your eye is 99% water. It's not an eye drop. It's not saline solution. It's water. And the moment you were born and your eyelid opened, it began to be supplemented with the water vapor of the air. If its supplementation isn't enough for your evaporation of water loss for your body and your eye, you need a supplement. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is patented worldwide in dry eye, 
in the medical field, but it's for the mass. You do not have to have a prescription. You can go in to any of the drugstores, ask for it, go online to Amazon, go to Biologic Aqua Research. Soon in China, it'll be global, and, and you will be able to supplement that surface of the eye from the time you're young until whatever. You need to supplement the surface of the eye no different than you brush your teeth. It is vital because it has been proven that evaporation can cause vision impairment to blindness. Well, listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Kathleen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Kathleen, I have something in front of me. My secretary found this. And tell us about the role of micronutrients in sports medicine. I have studied sports uh, food nutrition for athletes, oh my gosh, uh, 40 years ago. And I came to a conclusion with some reasons. My daughters were swimming every day, twice a day, had to go to another city to swim. And uh, I wanted them to be healthy, to keep up with their grades and their music, and yet still keep up with their year-round swimming for another city away from our city here. So we had quite an endurance. So I studied nutrition and I was made fun of, yes, <laughs> because, because I, everybody, we only had a few, a few uh, who said, well, she's doing that so her children win all the time. And my kids, my children did win a lot. But I wanted them healthy. There was more behind it. I wanted them to, to be healthy people. And so I studied nutrition. In fact, the radio, owner of the radio um, station here in Grants Pass, Oregon, in southern Oregon, liked what he heard, and he asked me if I'd like to have two, some live radio shows on the subject matter. <clears throat> what have you learned about micronutrients for sports medicine? Well, this is another area that I spe- uh, study quite a, quite a bit in a test that I use in my clients. So, you know, micronutrients is just a fancy way to say vitamins and minerals and coenzymes and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But is what I'm seeing so often now, and I tested myself, and I have a really interesting story, sort of like, you know, you with your daughters, 
Um, you know, I was an athlete my whole life and I got really fatigued and pretty sick about five years ago. And so I just couldn't figure out what was going on. I just thought maybe I was tired or couldn't quite figure it out. So I ran a, a white blood cell functional test on myself because my numbers always looked good whenever I went to the doctor. My numbers looked great, but I just wasn't feeling good. And I actually, on my test, the doctor that I spoke with, um, you know, to review my lab results asked me if I was diabetic. And I thought he was crazy. Me? I'm not diabetic. Um, but what my lab showed is that my magnesium was in the very, very, very low, the lowest out of 4,000 people. My zinc was low. I had a glucose-insulin interaction problem, so I wasn't able to take up glucose into the cell. Um, and I had a low chromium and a few other things that were really low. And this was a white cell test that we normally don't do in conventional medicine, so it's a kind of a designer test. And, you know, this is how I was able to be diagnosed with diabetes had I not had this test. So that's when I changed my diet and went to a very low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet. And I reversed um, my insulin resistance now. And my, the thing that I noticed and I was so excited to talk with you about was when I did change my diet a year ago, my, I, my dry eye went away. And this is something that I had severe dry yeah. eye. I would go in and I would have the the evaporation test in my eye doctor, and they would say, we've never seen anything like this. You have absolutely no um, moisture in your eye at all. You, this is the worst right. I've ever seen. And no, nobody could ever had an answer for me. I was contacting yeah. experts all over the country about dry eye, and you know, I'd tried restasis and everything else. And mine really just came down to the level of, you know, I didn't have enough micronutrients in my diet to support, number one, you know, my antioxidant pathways. So I was inflamed and one of the tissues that's really susceptible to inflammation Mm -hmm. are the, you know, the eye tissue. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't have enough fats in my diet, so I couldn't maintain a healthy cell membrane because the cell membrane is made of fats and cholesterol. And we're telling Mm -hmm. everyone to drive these levels down really low. So, you know, everything is starting, it goes back to, you know, just basic biology is structure and function of the cell membrane and the common, you know, Kathleen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the organelles in the cell. And if you don't have magnesium, if you don't have vitamin D, if you don't have inositol and the right amino acids, you cannot make a healthy cell, healthy organelles, um, and then you get damage to the cell, and you've got all this inflammation going on, and this starts the cascade of diseases like cancers, mm-hmm. MS. Um, right. This is why I love, you know, Terry Walls. I've corresponded with her a little bit. She's a doctor in Iowa where I'm from, and she reversed her, like, pretty terminal multiple sclerosis using, um, she does three cups a day of greens, three cups a day of sulfur-containing vegetables, and then three cups a day of colored vegetables. Um, she increased her healthy, her proteins because she had previously been a vegetarian and she increased her healthy fats. And she went from a wheelchair bound person thinking she's going to lose her license to practice medicine to now she's doing these long bike rides and she's, her cognition is wonderful. Oh, Kathleen, what a, can I get her on the show sometime? You might get a hold of her and see if we can get her to get a hold of my program person, Polly Feather, can we get her on? Oh. You've, you've got to get her. She is just, she's phenomenal. And, you know, she, she's so graceful and she's so, I believe that her protocol, if everybody was doing this, it would mm-hmm. wipe out the, the disease we see. I mean, really, it's just. Well, I'll tell you one to listen to, and everybody's going to get tired of listening to me say this on every show, but go to 
my radio show for uh, with Voice America on August 22nd of this year. We had Dr. Gerald Pollack on a PhD from the University of Washington. He's been in ter- studying the internal body water studies and technology with his research team at the University of Washington. I've been studying for over 30 years. But anyway, back to that show, we were to saying, if we don't study water, we're not going to find the cures because the water and the body, Kathleen, is determining all, everything, every symptom you just said. What happened, Kathleen, is I had studied why they had, hadn't been looking at water. Well, people in the water business get intimidated, even if it's just drinking water. People don't want to listen. They don't want to take it serious. It's water, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard of the water companies out there being intimidated? Oh, well, this is too, you're making too much money. Well, water to drink. What do they send in first, Kathleen, if there's a tragedy? Bottled water. Mm-hmm. What are they going to have? No water? And these water companies are humanitarian. The other one mm-hmm. is my technology. It's in studying the behavior of your evaporation from the time you lost left your mother's pocket of water, entered into this air we're living called water vapor to keep you alive. If you don't, that's what's keeping you alive. That water study is going to tell us symptoms of diseases that we can finally start finding cures. With you today talking and teaching us some of these descriptions, we've not had some of this on the show with some of the best of the best experts too, like yourself. They didn't discuss the fact that this is vital to your health. And, Doctor, we were saying, too, people could live to be very old and healthy if you just learn some common sense. Uh It's common sense. And, you know, you've learned through your own self uh, experiences, the gut tells you a lot, huh, Kathleen? If your gut is not, if you don't feel comfortable in your gut, there's something wrong. It's a, it tells you the story of what's going on. What I learned about the human eye organ when they brought me to study it years ago, because I study evaporation of the skin, I was shocked at how influential your eyes are to the rest of your health. Because when that eyelid opened, Kathleen, that eye, that surface of the eye is 99% water. So if you supplement with vitamins and food and breathing and drinking water, you've got to supplement the surface of the eye with water like you are brushing your teeth and other supplementation. If you're not, that eye's influence on the brain and the rest of your body is very signaling. Because like Dr. Pollock was teaching us his side that I didn't know, your body is a battery charged with the electrolytic ability for the water vapor to be in communication and recycle with you. They are connected from the moment you're born to the day you're passing. Those two are connected. What you eat is so important to your evaporation and that filtering system of that battery and that electrolytic connection. Did you follow me? And it's common sense. It makes sense. How Earth began. Everything we do every day is a recycling from the beginning. They want to make it so complicated. I feel so sorry, Kathleen, for people walking the streets, like all of us, that depend upon true news, the truth 
to be told what is really happening. What they lost in all of this in the health and the medical field is common sense, like you're teaching us today. Common sense. Now, I have a doctor on my team who's an ophthalmologist, surgeon, who swears by that whole health, and with patients who have had the same turnaround symptoms that you did with your eyes, and then also with their health, just by changing the diet. He got them into whole food thinking. Yeah, I mean, I love what you said about, you know, if you're seeing problems in the eye, it is sort of an indicator of what's going on in, in the, the whole body. And it is the I think that's another thing that we we kind of forget about a lot of times is the body is not just one organ and different, all these different organs. You know, that's kind of how medicine works now is we take one organ, we see there's a problem in this organ, we give a drug to fix it. But, you know, it's a the body is one big feedback loop. So if that's there's right. a problem with the eye, something's going on underneath. It's the iceberg effect. So we've got to figure out what's going on underneath. You know, for me, it was that I was chronically inflamed and, mm-hmm. you know, I had probably some gut permeability. So my intestines right. were opening up and letting all the things right. come out into the bloodstream. And then, you know, the eye takes a hit from that inflammation on top right. of, you know, why am I evaporating so much? I'm evaporating so much because I'm trying to get rid of these, you know, and right. the body's on overload. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one now, the other thing to remember too, Kathleen, is, uh, is in the womb of the brain, um, is uh, to show you the rest of the percentages of water per organ. There's a percentage per organ of water that has to be maintained. But in the womb, during the formation of those organs, the brain and the eyes connect at the same breath. Why did nature have the brain and the eye connect and develop at the same breath? The brain is 85, mm-hmm. 80 to 85% water. When that baby is born and that baby opens its eyelids at that moment of birth, that electrolytic beginning of that battery begins. If the baby is not maintaining per individual, no two eyes alike and more, that that brain will go on overload to help you. What do you think the common sense might be to the symptoms? If that your signal of that extreme dry eye probably started at birth, Kathleen. That was your individuality mm-hmm. of uniqueness. So from birth, mm-hmm. that began your brain function to the rest of the body functioning with trying to get you supplemented within that body, living with the electrolytic ability for the water vapor to keep up with the battery of you personally. You wasn't able to maintain enough. That is individual. That is an individual uniqueness of all of us. And that's why you were right. We cannot treat each person just like the next person. I've said for years to the doctors, when you walk into a patient's room or into a, your room with the patient, do you look at the chart first or you go to talk to the person first? They were looking at the chart. You've got to go talk mm-hmm. to the person before you even look at the chart. Get to look at their skin, look at their, how they're reacting, listen to their tone, get an algorithm feeling with them, and then go look at the chart. Then you can get a feel of what is happening on the chart. But nutrition is vital. It can make or break. It's vital. You're right. And I could see why you might have said you were up at night. Because nutrition 
is very important from the moment I was studying nutrition before my babies were born because I thought, oh, my God, I have to feed the baby before I get before it's born for somebody I've never met. And uh, so I was into nutrition. My children had no cavities. My children were never sick, things like that. I mean, I used to take it personal, Kathleen. I've been married for 54 <laughs> years. My husband's never sick. <laughs> but Kathleen, well, and it's, it, you're, you're going to laugh. That, my one, husband, of the, my biggest, husband's from Holland, Kathleen, and trust me, he oh. sneaks off to Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> when I walked into Funny. Carl's Jr. to have a salad with him not long ago, and he said uh-huh. that the manager knew him. <laughs> and so I'm going, funny. the manager knows him. He said, oh, I stop in. The manager comes over and gives him a little treat, a guy, <laughs> not a girl. And I said, Bill, I think you come here more commonly than a few times a year. He said, well, mm-hmm. I had a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now, uh, what are some of the other things in nutrition? Name off the uh, nutrition, what you think a person should get out of bed and eat to their lunch and to the dinner. What do you think are some of the things that you would tell them that they've got to eat, must eat? Well, I kinda, I'll kind i tell you what I do because everybody always wants to, since I'm a dietitian, what do you eat? Um, and, you know, this wouldn't be the right prescription for everybody, but I think it would be a good template or a good starting place. So I always start by drinking usually about 16 glasses, 16 ounces of water in the morning, first thing when I wake up. Um, and then I, sometimes I'll put some lemon in it or some apple cider vinegar if I'm going to eat breakfast. Then I have, usually for breakfast, I'll have a vegetable saute with some eggs or some, you know, leftover meat that I had from dinner from the night before. Um, and I will add a really healthy fat to that, like avocado oil or olive oil, um, and then, you know, after that all morning, I'm drinking water. And then at lunchtime, I'll usually have just a really giant salad so I can get in my nine cups a day of vegetables. So generally my lunch meal is about half of that. So I just make sure to have lots of greens and colored, uh, vegetables with, again, a little bit of protein with the lunch meal and a really good healthy fat. Like I drizzle a couple tablespoons of olive oil on that. And then the mm-hmm. other key thing that You know, when your insulin levels drop um, because you're not eating as many carbohydrates anymore, you've got to have salt in your diet. Um, Salt is really good. Salt is good for us because it's going to make us thirsty. For you, a moderate amount of, yes. Yeah, and so, you know, when you're not eating a lot of carbohydrates and you're on a whole foods, you know, low-carbohydrate diet, like we were saying earlier, you're really going to start urinating off a lot of sodium. It's called naturesis. So in order to have your, you know, you can drive your salt levels in your body too low, and I see that a lot. So I've got all these athletes coming in. They're drinking a ton of water, but they're not getting enough mineral and electrolyte, those micronutrients. So do you think they're getting anything out of Excuse me for interrupting real quickly there. Do you think they're getting anything out of that Gatorade at all? Because I've studied Gatorade. Okay. Okay. Gatorade is something that I'm always telling people to stay away from. So, okay. you know, um, there's there's just much better ways to stay hydrated, and Gatorade is, is not a good thing. Because you see a lot that. of Gatorade drink uh, on those sidelines <sighs> during those athletic events. 
Yeah, and on every scoreboard, and yeah, so I just, I think that, you know, you just, you don't need it, and for most people, it's probably harmful, um, just because Mm -hmm. of the glucose load itself, so, you know, I'm a a fat-adapted athlete. How do they get their sodium content, let's say, if they are urinating way too much, and that's something Mm -hmm. else I tell the audience, if you're urination as a color, you've got a problem, you've got to be almost colorless. But what do you, right, what do you yeah. recommend that they give sodium? Well, I think the the safest way, I just use like a good sea salt or a Himalayan salt, and I just put it on mm-hmm. my food. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the DASH diet and things like that, those are low-fat diets. So, mm-hmm. you know, salt is really dangerous. If you have a very high sodium, sodium and salt are two different things. So if you're eating a high-sodium diet because you're eating processed foods, that is going to contribute to cardiovascular disease and stroke and all of these mm-hmm. things that we don't mm-hmm. want. Um, but if you're not eating processed foods, you're really not probably getting a lot of salt in your diet anyway. So it is appropriate mm-hmm. and healthy mm-hmm. to salt your food, especially if your water volume is going up. And that's one of the with things. With sea salt. You know, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. A, good, a good sea salt. Um, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I see a lot of in, you know, there's a lot of overlap between, you know, performance and sports and then people who are in the, the critical care unit. So I watch their, you know, electrolyte um, status and their volume, volume status every day, and I can change, you know, the formula that I'm giving them. I can change the amount of water, the amount of sodium, particularly right. those two, to keep them within balance. And if I'm off on either one of those, I mean, those are really, really bad consequences either way. Too much water, too little sodium, too much sodium, too little right. water. I mean, it's got to be in balance. So, right. And um, that's back to, we're getting back, Kathleen, to common sense again. You've taught mm-hmm. us so much today. You brought up some really good stuff. I'd like to bring you on again sometime when you have a moment and you think over things that we haven't discussed today. Because this is important. Uh, we're out of time right now, but this is important. Now, when people want to come and look you up, where do they go on the Internet? Well, my, my website is it's Kathleen, my first name, and then rd for registereddietitian.com. So Kathleen so rd. K-A-T-H, okay, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N. Kathleen. Rd.com. Rd.com. Yes. Let's do this again, Kathleen, and then I'd like to have, wouldn't it be fun if we could have the two of you on, the doctor you mentioned that she was able with food to get herself back to normal. We'll have her, uh, would it be fun to have her on with you? Oh, I think everybody should hear Dr. Wall speak. Yes. Yeah, I think we could that do would it be... together. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, and uh, you be well. Have a wonderful holiday season, and uh, let's do this again. Well, thank you so much for having me and keep doing what you're doing. The world needs, needs you and your information. Thank you so much, you too. You have a mission too. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, audience, I have to tell you uh, to close this out today. Years ago, believe it or not, studying nutrition was almost voodoo. Embrace your life, every special moment. Embrace somebody else's. Earth is whispering, don't take it all with you. Let's be truthful and let's be honest. To leave something of yourself very special behind for everyone else, for all those children to come. You be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour. 
health, environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 